Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And my name is Greg Smith. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that just like you do it. But my voice isn't deep enough. So uh, it's just Greg Smith. It's not It's not uh, the deep. It's not Greg Smith. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. Should we continue or restart? No, are we good? <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's okay. good. Just my mom, my mother loves your deep voice on here. So I was just trying to, you know. I love your mother. She is sweet. Yes. yes she's a great she lady. Is. She's, you know, I don't know if I told you this. This is totally off topic, but uh, she's not. Us going off topic? That's yeah, so un exactly. unlike us. But she's 90 and she's just got over a really bad cold. And what is she doing all last week? She's she's corralling a group of 50, 60, 70, and 80-year-olds to collect uh, goods to be sold to support Ukrainian families in her local town. There you she, go. Like, uh, if I can be at age 90 uh, having the same kind of passion and influence that my mother And organizational has, skills. And organizational skills. Like, and she's, you know, she's got her walking thing now, but still doing everything. Like, ah, I was, I was so, super impressed. And she listened to us, so I wasn't intention to say that off the bat. But mom, I'm impressed. Hi, mom. <laughs> so uh, you've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is Tristan. And uh, I'll just set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we were nattering on like crazy before. I almost turned on the recorder just so people could get a sense of of just the professional preparation that we have before these podcasts <laughs> that's exactly that's it and the, the folks thought that our, my ramble about my mom was was a part of it but yeah we had even more rambling before you know there are some podcasts where they do turn on the mic as the people kind of come in and it's kind of interesting i don't think people want to hear us natter on about whatever we natter on but i like that and uh, and quite often these podcasts they go are we recording already yeah of course we're recording yeah yeah and it's it's just a different atmosphere right it, it makes it more personable and, and you kind of get the warm up and everything. It's cool. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, Seth Myers, who, whether you, whether you like him or not, he's one of the radio hosts uh, or not radio hosts, TV hosts. And he has a whole side business now, which is just responding to people who complain about how he's misstated things and that type of thing. It is so funny. But again, it's a podcast. It's kind of he does it separately on that thing. So there's as there are bloopers, you know, there are all those kinds of things. There's a big business in that. So who knows? Maybe uh, we since we make nothing anyways, we can make more than more nothing by doing bloopers. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, um. To get back to the show, yeah, we've both uh, spent a fair bit of time as managers or leaders in our career. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're always going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And that happens every week. Mm -hmm. Sure does. I mean, just so many experiences in our heads and things that we've done and seen ourselves that we always can pull into the reservoir some story, some aha that we've had that really relates to the topic that we have. So today's episode, trusting. You are in a work environment and things happen and you find that you are unsure of what and who you can count on. Things are going on and you don't know what's up and what's down. You were told one thing and another occurred. The floor just fell out underneath you. You spoke up about something, trying to better the system, and you're taking a hit for it. Things have quietened, but the silence is so loud. People, or perhaps the organization, 
has disappointed you. So Greg, how important is this subject and how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Oh my goodness, there's so much in those six points, right? Uh, but they're often, um, you know, they're often not even planned. You know, any of these trust uh, bombs. Uh, well, oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the trust bombs just just happen, right? And there there are not many managers that go in, you know, except for in the Minions, you know, the the lead of the Minions cartoon. Probably he he does this, but most people. Don't intentionally go in to just blow things up, to destroy the trust levels, to to disrupt the whole function of the team. But these things happen, and we do it. And and you know, I you know, I talk a lot about energy right now. I'm I'm talking so much when my energy is really high, either excited or stress or really low. Uh, uh, that's that's a bad time. To, usually, those are the times I need to go for a walk, and I don't need to engage. But those are also the times when I've dropped these trust bombs and not even intentionally, but they just happen and they spin people out of control. And some of these are the, the effect of it. So you think about that, uh, uh, silence is so loud. How many times have you had something happen where it just puts everybody in fright mode and, and I'm not opening my mouth, but, and even though I know this is going to be a disaster, I'm keeping quiet because I saw what happened last time and it might've just been the one time. Yeah. Even. The one off, the one off. Yeah. But, but boy, oh boy, it can just, it slows things down into, it's like molasses in, in the, in the, or hot tar, just slowing down everything. You know, it's, it's, it's not good. I think often it's poor planning, poor execution way poor communication mm -hmm. and sometimes people don't read the room they don't understand what they've done maybe they have a maybe they have a lack of empathy i don't know i agree with you there's very few people that i've run across that are the, the they're the horror shows mm -hmm. that they do this quite often i think people don't think well you know sometimes it's, it's what they don't do too i had a situation over the last few weeks where I was on a call and it's pretty stressful time. And one person in particular had been working really hard and something fell through the cracks. And that person said, you know, I'm sorry, it's, it's, I, it's on me. I've been really sick the last few days and haven't been able to get it. I'll get to this week. There was crickets. Um, so there wasn't a, oh, sorry, we didn't hear that you were sick. How you doing? And that kind of stuff. There was crickets. And guess what? Uh, this week I heard that the person had resigned. So sometimes the impact is not something you've done. It's sometimes something you haven't done. Yeah. So being empathetic and uh, not saying, hey, I see you. Uh, that sounds really tough. I'm sorry that you heard that. It would be great if you could do it by now, this time going forward. It's just a simple thing. So sometimes, often it's something I say that comes out of my mouth and it's too late and it's happened. But sometimes it's something that I didn't say that I wasn't aware because I was You don't see somebody, you don't see the situation, you don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Right, right. So it could be both. Sometimes stuff I say, sometimes stuff I, I should have said. Yeah, I really like that. Mm. So let's get down and talk to a couple things as uh, managers or leaders we can do to help out this situation. Measure your words and understand to the best of your ability what is going on. Uh, I think sometimes people get into trouble because they don't think about what they're saying. And if you're in a position of authority, people take that as the gospel, right? They're taking that to the bank. 
important to make sure that you measure, that you understand what you're saying and you have a good read of the room. Yeah. And you know, we understand we're running so fast these days, uh, but we said in previous podcasts, previous episodes, if you can create space in between your meetings, 10 minutes, uh, first five minutes, dump everything out of your head, write it down, put it aside so you don't lose anything. Cause that's, you know, we want to open up space to be present where we are. And if we got stuff spinning in our head that we're afraid we're going to lose, it, it fills it up and we're not as present. Then secondly, it's understanding what's the situation I'm going into and just thinking about who's going to be there. What's the current lay of the land? Put what, yourself in their spot. Yeah. What's bubbling? What do I think is going to, and it doesn't, you don't have to do everything. It's not like checking off all the boxes. You're not going to remember everything, but even the intention of being curious and thinking from the other person's perspective, like you said, Elster, I, I think that's so huge. Not a big deal. And people say, I don't have time. Bull crap. You have time. Uh, all Full of bull crap of the day. That's yeah, good, that's man. Right. That's yeah, I right. think there's going to be a couple. I think so. Yeah. The next one, to be trusted, you must be trustworthy. It. This is not an automatic. You don't get a free pass on this. Uh, relationships are experiential. They mm -hmm. build from a certain point. And to be trusted, you have to be trustworthy. You have to have a track record. Yeah. Uh, you know, folks, if you haven't read... Uh, I think it's Stephen Covey Jr. I don't think it's he's, I don't think he's a junior. He's a different Stephen Covey, but it is the son. And he wrote um, uh, with the Power of Trust or something along that line uh, long back. But in there, he has thirteen qualities or attributes of trustworthy leaders, and often people just use it for trustworthy team members. And there are some pretty basic things in there, but it's about caring. It's about being present. It's about doing what you said you were going to do. It's, it's all those things, but it's, it's a great list. I would highly recommend it. The Speed of Trust. That's the book, The Speed of Trust. And it's been around for a long time, and, but they're core truth, right? It's just about in it. Cause people if, don't change. No, no, but you can learn, you mm -hmm. can build the skills, right? Um, and uh, so trustworthiness uh, is something that takes time, and, but you can build it and you can, and even if you're not great at it, or even if we're going to talk later, it drops, there's a, you can recover it. And going back, uh, you and I, I can't remember what week it was is recently, you know, even if you're not good at the talking part of it. Uh, that physicality, the activity of going out to the plant and just saying hi to people mm -hmm. and those types of things. It isn't all, you know, not everybody is, you know, gifted with speaking and being, you know, being able to see what people are, are saying and have good empathy and stuff. But physicality can take you so far. Oh, I agree. And physicality combined with interest and curiosity, gold mines. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's not that difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's what or what's going on here? Exactly. You know, that's the, the, you tell me more about this. You know, I had a really crunchy conversation this morning and it was, it was a, it was a bit of a heightened conversation. And, um, the person was nervous about having the conversation with me. And I said, well, tell me, uh, I'm trying to practice what I preach kind of thing. And I said, well, well tell me what got, what got you there? I'm just, I'm just curious. And the explanation was beautiful. Uh, and, uh, um, I just, by just asking that question, 
they knew that I was curious. Now it was still, you know, a little crunchy and I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but just asking, it opened me up a little bit. And You're that, talking, you're talking. Yeah, yeah, no, so powerful and simple. Now, now that's the one time out of the last four that I, that I did it. So, I mean, it's taking time to get up there and more practice. And trust is an essential ingredient in relationships and getting things done. Mm, yeah, yeah, it just just freeze you right i mean you know especially uh, if you trust each other then then it frees me to try things it frees me to have the courage to step into doing something more um that that because i know you got my back i know that you're going to be there with me even if i mess up i know that you're there so it's so important and the next one i think i got from you like earlier on in uh, this podcast development if you've messed up and there's now a trust issue Remember, it can take up to seven good experience for the trust to re-enter the relationship. Yeah, and I would add, though, one thing. Yes, if you let it go, mm -hmm. then it takes longer. But if you, um, after the meeting, or say you've made a mistake, um, either after the meeting or shortly after, you want to do it as soon as possible. Say, you know what? Oh, my goodness. I messed up, didn't I? I, I just know that I messed up and I, and I really apologize to quick recovery can be really powerful. So you, if you do it in a short amount of time, come back after a mishap that you've done. If you do it in a short amount of time, then that'll work. Now, if you keep doing it, boy, that seven becomes 77. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And reconciliation is something that can occur, but you must be sensitive to the situation and prepared to take a couple hits along the way. And there may be some things, if you can, that you might have to explain or apologize for. If people have lost trust in you, and we're talking about kind of a longer term thing, uh, it's a tough situation to be in. Mm, it is. You know what really is making me think too is that sometimes as managers, when we recognize it, we go into fix mode. And, oh, I know I messed up, so here's what I know I need to do and going forward. And although that's a beautiful intention, uh, sometimes it's better to say, mm, I don't think I did as good of a job. What would it, what, what tell me, uh, what, like, what, what happened? And tell me what would help heal this, uh, this, this, this riff that we have. Cause I, I'm thinking something. So, so even if you have a solution, uh, I think it's a lot more powerful to just acknowledge the breach and then ask for input on how to heal the breach. It's not a math problem. It's a relationship problem. Right. Like so often people go, oh, this is the solution. And I think we're going to talk about this on the employee side as well, mm. the kind of the response mm. side of it. It sometimes takes some effort and some time and some sensitivity and uh, uh, allow people to express themselves as well. It isn't just about you applying a math problem, uh, like a formula to a situation and it's all good. It doesn't always work that way. It hardly ever works that way. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes if you, even if you recognize it, you go to the person and say, hey, I think something messed up, and they might say, nope, everything's okay. Well, depending on- They're the, not ready. No, yeah, depending on the power dynamic, depending on your relationship and that type of thing, they're not ready. They could still be really upset. So maybe one of the things is just to say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you're not upset, but here's what I was sensing in myself, that after it came out, I thought, hmm, um, if I was in your shoes, uh, this is how I might have felt. 
And if that was how you felt, if you or if you kind of reflect upon it, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm there. So sometimes you might want to just push it a little bit further, but just from your perspective, because you don't know from their perspective what you know 100%. This comes back to those three unarguable statements. I feel, I think, I'm sensing. Those are all great. And if it isn't, then, eh, okay, that's good. It's not. Yeah, I would probably approach it a little different. Mm-hmm. And I would go, listen, Greg, uh, I messed up there. I'm really sorry. Uh, and if I get a sense that you're not, you don't want to talk yet, listen, uh, I'm still thinking about it. I'd like the opportunity to talk to you about this more later on. Uh, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get my thoughts together. Like if perhaps, you know, you could give some thoughts to it. And I'm sorry, I, I would like to have a conversation at some point about this and kind of let them off the hook at that moment because they might not be 100% sure what they feel about the situation, yeah. right? They could be in that cloud. And that way it it sets up for the next conversation. One of the things I loved about a, a communications lab I went to is sometimes it's not about this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's about the next conversation mm-hmm. and perhaps the one after that. Mm-hmm. And so I would approach it probably a little differently, but I think either way you're showing sensitivity, mm-hmm. you're being active about it, and you're trying to be sensitive to the situation. Either one, I think, is a great idea. No, I really like that. And I think it comes back to what you uh, you said earlier. It's about being sensitive and aware of the situation and being able to be present in that moment. Because if you see or sense that the person is still a bit spinny and not sure, give them space. You know, I'll, I'll be proactive and apologize and say, you know, I'd love to chat whenever you're ready, if you're ready. You know, and giving that space. I really like that. The the one uh, variable in this formula is time. And it's something that, you know, neither party, neither side of this, if there's been a loss of trust situation, really controls. Because mm-hmm. if the two of you have to be in the same place at the same right. time to have that conversation. Right. I hear lots of people that have solutions to all sorts of things. I go, yeah, but there's a variable to this. Yeah. And that's the timing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. That's a good one. Every once in a while, it doesn't hurt for us to sit there and think about this. What do you want to be and who do you want to be? As a leader, as a supervisor, whatever you are in your context, what kind of person in that position do you want to be? I don't think it hurts, Greg, to sit there and think about it because I think that informs what you do in the future, what skills you try to learn, you know, whatever discussions you have with like a consultant or a coach or a mentor, mm. I don't think it's a bad thing to sit there every once in a while and go, who do I want to be? Yeah. One of my uh, partners, he always says, and he he did this when I first started coaching and consulting. He said, Greg, what do you want to be known for? So what do you want people to be saying? The coast of talking, uh, co-host of talking, not ranting. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but it's a lot of, in addition to that, it's the behaviors. Like what? What exactly are the, um, how do you want to be seen and known? And thinking about that. And then the second question is, so so what are you doing to show up in a way that you'll be seen and known as that? And, and, and what's getting in the way of you being seen and known as that? You know, knowing, accepting that we're not always going to do things up to par, we're going to make mistakes. But having that conversation and thinking about it, it's not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing. Self awareness and and you know spending some time with somebody else. Like you're my coach, and I think at this point in our relationship, we're probably it's it's more fifty fifty than is. anything. It is, yeah. But it doesn't hurt to sit there and have a conversation. Like how many times have I talked to you? Said, listen, I'm not very happy, mm-hmm. and this is what's going on. And 
you don't even tell me a solution. I'm just bouncing things mm-hmm. off and you're nodding and mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you are right now. And it's all good, right? It's important to take steps to have that conversation with yourself, maybe somebody else. And, you know, who do I, who do I, Alistair Field, want to be? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've, you've mentioned the point that I, we always talk about that is that inner circle. Find uh, the one, two, three people that are just going to be really honest with you, especially if you're on a journey of growth and you want to show up. And if, if they happen to work with you, even better, because then they can see you in action and you can have a commitment with each other as to how you're going to shift. And they can celebrate with you when you're stepping into where you want to go. And they can always uh, help hold you accountable when you step into something you don't want to step into. Or you can call Greg at telephone number. Right, right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, let's flip over to the employee. As an employee, what can you do to assist in the situation? Listen up and take in what's going on. Don't jump to conclusions too quickly. Quite often, our bosses misspeak or they don't speak or they don't know what's going on. You know, automatically we go from one to a hundred and mm-hmm. get maybe emotional, mm-hmm. maybe sarcastic. I probably go more towards the sarcastic and passive aggressive, mm-hmm. but we all have a reaction mm-hmm. to stimuli. Probably a good idea to hold back and just hear what's going on, what isn't being said, and uh, not jumping to a conclusion too quickly. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, I'm just, um, uh, I just went. Greg's I, playing with his phone. I know. I was listening to a podcast called Learning How to See with Brian McLaren. Now, this is a bit of a faith based podcast. Yeah, he's a faith based guy. Yeah. He, he is. But this whole thing is around, they did, they did a whole season on uh, biases. Oh my goodness. It is so interesting. And, and he's, he's very well written. Very well written. And they have a real good group in there talking about where they stepped into bias and those kinds of things. So, you know, this, this whole jumping to conclusion, guess what? We all jump to conclusion because we have so many filters on our heads based upon our experiences, based upon it, you know, call it, you know, there's tons of different biases. The one that I'm more in, most interested lately is, is contact bias. So those that we don't have contact with, we make up stuff, right? Based upon other filters of what we hear. So the We're one- great at creating stories. Oh my goodness. The one guy said what he was doing actually for Lent, just got, came through Easter, he, for Lent, he did 40 days of Lent. And every day he, see, he sought out someone who either annoyed him or was different than me, that he had no idea about their community of background. I think there's a few people that will need more than 40 days. But. <laughs> I'm going to start it, actually, not Lent-wise, but I think it's really interesting. Am I going to hear from you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this podcast with Alistair today, No, because he's really peeing me off. No, but it was really interesting. I, I Part of one of that the, the conversation I had this morning was, how do I, there's, there's a certain group that I really have no idea, and I get kind of churning when I think about them, and I realize... I don't have a clue why they are what they are. And don't understand their experience, what their background is. So pushing into that yeah. will be one way of hopefully opening up. So yeah, jumping to conclusion is a tough one. And the, the next two or three are kind of building on that first point. Ask good questions when you have an opportunity. That's if you're up to it. So mm-hmm. if there's a hole or something's not being explained well on, or not fully, if you're in a good spot, ask some questions. Yeah, and again, those three unarguable questions, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, I'm sensing this, or my favorite is something's bubbling up 
inside me that I'm really curious about and, and throw it out and say, does that, does that resonate with anybody else? All people can say is, nope. Yeah. There's, there's a high likelihood that you're not going to get anything. I like that. My problem is my delivery right would be sarcastic and right, so right. this is the thing when you're up to it and and you know knowing yourself i love that approach i would have to be pretty sure that i'm not being sarcastic right 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 well that's that's also we talk about our energy right and if you sense heightened energy good chance you're going to slip into uh sarcasm which i'm pretty funny but it's also a little cutting. Yeah. Well, and you just don't know how that where that person's headspace is. Yeah. Even even someone who loves your sarcasm, they might have a day where it's just they've had really, enough of me. They're or they're low about yeah. something else, and that just hits them the wrong way. Yeah. So that's you got to be careful. I agree. And try not to speak harshly or angrily. You may regret it. Um, this is something uh, I don't really have a problem with, but I, I've I've seen a lot of people that do have a problem with this and they just lash out and I get why I understand it. You know, I'm feeling the frustration or whatever as well, but doing that really puts you in a situation where you probably don't want to be. Right. Yeah. We've talked about Rumi's three gates before on this podcast gate number. And these are three gates you should open before you open your mouth. First is, is it true? So whatever you want to say, is it true? And then I always ask, is it really true? Cause uh, first time is always true. But is it really, really true? So if you get past that, then you go on. Is it is it necessary? Well, yeah, it's necessary. I got I got to say it. Is it necessary now? Is the second question mm. because it might be it's necessary. That time thing again, right? It's that time thing again. And the last one is is it kind? So if you think through those three gates, it's really easy. I got it written everywhere because I I need this. Is it true? Is it really true? Is it necessary? Is it necessary now? And is it kind? That allows you to have checkpoints before that stuff comes out of your mouth. Greg, at any one time, I have all sorts of brilliant things to say, mm-hmm. but it necess- it isn't necessarily the, the time. And sometimes I question, Yeah, is it kind? Yeah, that's true. And is it, is it necessary now is my big one. Because mm. I get, my energy is so full of, yeah, it's necessary, but it's not necessary. It's now. Greg all day, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and a little bit more on the emotions. Don't spread your emotions all over the place. If you aren't sure of the lay of the land, what you say could end up in the wrong place. Mm. But at the same time, I'm going to jump to the next one. It is important to acknowledge your emotions, but to do so in a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we said to sometimes you might say, you know what, folks, I'm really crunchy about this. or I'm feeling really churny about this. And you know what? I, I need to take some space. So can we bring this back up tomorrow? You know, because that, that models the behavior that, you know what? I know that when I'm crunchy, I sometimes you know, it doesn't come out the way I want it to come out. And I really want to contribute to this dialogue. So I'd like to take a five minute break. But not today. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so smart. I have to text Greg first. Yeah, that's right. Vice versa. And take time to consider your options and be brutally logical in deciding what to do. This, Greg, is something that I actually, of all the things I'm bad at, this is probably the one thing that I'm really good at. I may be totally pissed, but... I'm very logical. What do I want? What do I want now? Mm-hmm. What do I want in the midterm? And what do I want in the long term? Mm-hmm. And so to me, you you acknowledge those uh, emotions and we all have them. And then it's down to what does Alistair want to do? What mm-hmm. does Alistair want out of this situation? And once I get into that mode, 
Uh, the emotions aren't as important and my pathway, any discussions I'm going to have or not have become very, very clear. And I had a couple bosses that were really good at this. Like there was times when they were not angry at us, but just frustrated at the way that, you know, an investigation or something was unfolding and you knew they weren't happy, Mm -hmm. but they acknowledged that. And then they came in and they were just brutally logical and they went, okay, this, this, and this. Yeah. Okay. How? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much, mm-hmm. you know, how many people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I watched a couple of people in some really stressful situations. I went, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they're not happy with us and it's not particularly us. It's the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they blow up and start yelling and screaming and throwing things around, we're going to lose trust. But by them, you know, swallowing their emotions and going off and doing something else with it, they became very logical, very systematic and okay. How are we now going to deal with this situation? How are we going to move forward? I love it. Yeah, and I, I, the only thing I would say is that, that, that I mean, you're a five on the Enneagram, so you're going to be more logical and objective anyways. I mean, you can be- I like being a five. You can be emotional, but you're also, you know, you can cut to the chase and be really clear. So it's an innate gift that you have. Others don't have that gift. So when they go logical, they get brutal uh, mm. with regards to it. So, so I do agree 100%, and I, but I love the idea of, okay, listen, what are the three things we can do to move beyond this? You know, So that's a bit of that logical, getting it really focused and saying- It's the system what, side of it. It's the system side. Figuring it out. Get started with one or two things. And I do, you know, it's like, let's, let's okay, you know, well, and maybe you call it out that we're going to take a five-minute break and we're all going to scream. Or, you know, sometimes people, <laughs> they, they do all kinds of things. Like, if the emotion is there. I, I think I mentioned this last uh, uh, podcast that I read something recently um, that uh, emotions, the actual emotions within you is just chemicals. And they never last more than 90 seconds. Yeah. Uh, th- how it, but but if we, if we re- do the loop, we pull them back up again. So sometimes it's okay. You know what? I know we're all frustrated. So you know what? We're going to take five minutes. You can do whatever you need to do to get rid of the frustration. If you want to rip up some pages, go do that. If you want to go in the washroom and scream, you can do that as well. If we just want to shake it out, let's shake it out. So let's acknowledge that energy and acknowledge those emotions and then say, okay, but what is within our control right now to do? What are the one or two things? So that gets it to that logic, which I really value to, to get movement forward. Um, while still acknowledging the pain of whatever's happening. You've reminded me, I should have added this in here. Uh, obviously I've had the Enneagram mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. It would probably be helpful to our listeners out there that haven't had this test in dealing with situations like this that are charged mm. very, like I found it really helpful to take that, uh, test. Now there were some things that were wrong on it. Uh, but that's because of my, my, like some unique things in my background, but like 85, 89% of it was bang on and was so helpful. So I, I just remind people, you know, take one of those tests yeah. so that when you get in one of these situations, you know who you are. And what I like about those tests is it also helps you to deal with other numbers in the scale. It does. It does. You know, and you're right, the Enneagram. And like with any test, there are, depending on how uh, evolved you are and how you've learned, not everything always applies of the development opportunities that. But I use... I use uh, Colby, I use DISC, I use uh, Hogan, a number of them. And really, they are just about being, okay, what resonates is true for me. And then what resonates is true for you. And it is so amazing how me just understanding your innate way of approaching life is this. 
and mine is different and there's a chance to be crunchy. I do this exercise called uh, bumps and boosters when I'm using a tool. And we basically get people who are the most opposites to sit down together and say, so knowing who we are, what are the potential bumps that are going to get in the way? Well, when you do this, so, and, and how do we mitigate those things? And more importantly, how do we leverage each other? So I'm with you 100%. I think it's good. So I can't find it. I'm looking at our, we've got a lot of episodes on here, Greg. Oh my goodness. Was it called Use the Tools? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, I, I can't see the number on there, but uh, Greg and I, there it is. Episode 99, Interaction, Use the Tools. If you're interested in something like that, uh, you want to listen to the two of us natter on about it. It was a very informed uh, mm. discussion about it because you are registered to uh, do a bunch of these tests mm -hmm. on people. Mm -hmm. And I've had a couple different tests uh, done on me, which I found were really, really helpful. So mm. uh, yeah, episode 99, Interaction, Use the Tools, might be a great thing to listen to. And you know, most companies have a tool like this that's available. Yeah. And so, you know, ask a couple of questions, say, Hey, listen, I need to know what number I am. Yeah. You know, it's a platform to really help you understand yourself and understand each other. That's, it's like, it's not, never the be end and all. We're, we're much more complicated than that. It's a but, great tool. Great yeah, starting place. I agree. hundred percent. And, uh, I probably should put this one at the end, but, uh, it kind of popped up and, you know, if it's time to leave, if, you know, there's been a series of things and you find yourself in a place and you go, I don't, I don't think I want to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, have a couple conversations with trusted people. Um, you have permission to leave. You know, this isn't the army or the police where you can't leave at certain times or whatever. And if it's, if it's time for you to leave, then off you go. Well, when trust is severely broken and sometimes we just can't get over it and it's never going to be good. Uh, that's, you gotta, you gotta go. You got to, and it's going to be much more healthy for you to find a space where you can trust again, because sometimes it's just ongoing and it's just, it's layered and it's com complex. So yeah, I agree hundred percent. And the next one we've kind of touched on, if there can be a reconciliation with a person involved or the organization, do so in your own time frame. You can control the reproachment. And we talked about that earlier. If you're not ready then, then, you know, delay it a little bit to the point that you're ready to have that conversation. If you want to have it, I don't like the word reconciliation because I don't think you can ever go back to the previous status, but I certainly like the term conciliation. Mm. You know, don't get rushed into a conversation if you're not ready for it, because you want to have a really good, honest conversation and you want to understand, you know, what your feelings are, what you want, your understanding of the situation. Maybe you had to go and ask a couple questions or whatever to just kind of get your house in order. But you do have a certain amount of control about one of those conversations if you want to have one. Yeah, and you know, people will respect it. If you say, you know, Alistair, first of all, I really thank you for coming to me and sharing that your observation of what happened. Um, I would love to have a conversation. But right now, I just, I got so much going on. I think it would be better to, you know, give me a couple of days so that I can kind of gather my thoughts and then we can have a rich discussion. You know what? Most people are going to say, cool. Uh, acknowledge their effort. And then say, listen, I need some time. It's simple. But uh, um, it takes courage to do that. Um, and, but I think like 99% of the people will say, cool, uh, that works. I've seen a bunch of situations where the, that conversation was rushed. And it turned into a train wreck. Yeah. People I, weren't ready for yes. it. Uh, people were assuming yes. uh, what other people were thinking. And 
Uh, sometimes yeah. some time and clarity come into it and you can just have a better conversation later. later if you're going to have the conversation. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you have to reconciliate. Well, I don't, I don't know if you really do have to. I think there's, depending on your relationship with somebody, the functionality of you working with them, it might not be necessary. But certainly uh, having that conversation when you're ready is the best thing. Yeah, I agree. And the last one, and this isn't to let anybody off the hook. I just, we mentioned it in the, uh, in the beginning and, I, and it's here and I think we should probably emphasize it again. People make mistakes or sometimes don't have the necessary background and training to deal with the subject of your loss of trust. Sometimes people are just clumsy. They don't think. And it doesn't mean you can't be angry and have all those feelings and things like that. Very small percentage of the bosses out there are cruel mm. and do things just because they can. Yeah, we use the term a couple of times on this podcast, widen your lens. Because sometimes if you step back and widen your lens and see what's the what's the broader relationship that we have, often that's a good thing to do. Because you, cause in the moment, you're pretty narrow. You're looking through a pinhole and you just see the specific issue that's occurred there. If you can widen your lens a little bit, often you can see, you know what? Yeah, generally they're a pretty good person, you know, going for it. If they're not, that widened lens might also tell you the story that I think I need to go. This is the sixth time that this has happened and we've had conversations is continuing. So widening the lens can do a bunch of stuff. Usually though, it will help you see a broader picture and oh yeah, they messed up this time, but generally they're pretty good. Uh, but it might also be one of those things that says it's time for me to go. Mm -hmm. And that's a healthy thing too. Like it's not failure. Uh, we all have a shelf life wherever we are. And, uh, yeah, no, I like that. I mm -hmm, like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, wrap up, Greg. Yeah. I just think my things that are jumping in my mind is trust takes two. Mm. Uh, and, um, and trust takes time and it, and really is, is best, um, germinated or grown when you're present. Uh, and the opposite is true. So, uh, when you are not, you don't care about community and aren't focused on the other, uh, when you are short on time and when you're not present, there's a lot likelihood that, uh, uh, trust is gonna, you're gonna have trust bumps and, or trust bombs, which are even worse. So, uh, I love that trust bombs. I gotta remember that. Yeah. So, so that's just, you know, be present, um, really be care about community and that uh, remember that everything happens in between and commit the time to know your people and understand what's going on in this moment and know yourself of uh, of uh, and uh, catching yourself before you do stuff that kind of gets in the way of it i love that uh, for me i think it's important that you decide who you want to be mm-hmm if you've taken this on and uh, you're going to lead a group of people or whatever it is, uh, I've had a lot of really good examples of, of people coming in and, and leading a you know, squad, a platoon or whatever it is. Having that, a thought around that uh, and, and saying, yeah, that's, that's, that's who I want to be. I think it really informs how you act, how you talk later on. If that's in your mind that, yeah, you know what? I want to be the best version of what I can be. Uh, I have some deficits. I have some skills and uh, I want to have a good relationship and, 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 and 
hopefully that stops you from doing stupid stuff, mm-hmm. from dropping the ball, for not thinking. And uh, I love that, you know, being sensitive to the situation. You're not the center of the universe. It's, you know, there's a group of us that have to get this done. So uh, having that conversation with yourself and maybe adding on and having a conversation with somebody else say, you know, listen, Greg, I want to be this person. Mm-hmm. I want to be good at this. I want to uh, have people come around me. I want people to feel free to talk to me. And I want to be that person if I mess up or, or, or something like that. I want to I want to have the the skills and the ability and the willingness to then try to fix it and mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, folks, uh, sorry, are you good? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. We hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. But, Greg, uh, your philosophy for sure needs to be spoken about in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So my, my early coach, uh, my first coach, uh, told me at the beginning of our engagement together that, uh, you know, you're going to, Greg, you're going to leave sometimes feeling kind of crunchy and maybe a little bit of peeved off by something we said, uh, something we talked about. And in those moments, those are great activation points because usually you're tapping into something that is, is maybe an area that you need to focus on or something that is is it's it's a little nudge to to move forward and then you said and then we're also going to have some joyful moments where you're going to get traction you're going to feel good about stuff and she just said just remember that both are powerful opportunities that you can choose to do something with and uh, both will help you grow so we do hope in these podcasts that these episodes that you maybe feel a little churn and sit with it a bit think about what why am i churning what can i learn in this moment of churn and hopefully a lots of joy too that you're you're seeing traction you're recognizing things that you are on the right pathway forward that's cool and, and just to give some people some background uh on this episode greg and i have talked about trust on and off probably in in most of the episodes but this is something that's been kind of hanging on my mind over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks and uh, i'd actually written another episode for tonight for this mm-hmm. taping and it, it's just off to the side and we'll get to it at a certain point but i was, I was out for a walk and I, I find uh i don't know everybody has a different method and process for dealing with stuff or just thinking about something and i was on a walk uh what day is it today it's monday, monday. yesterday and uh i went for a walk and it all fell into place mm-hmm. i went greg and i are going to have a great conversation mm-hmm. about this with mm-hmm. our different experiences and different professional backgrounds this is going to be good. And uh, I was not disappointed, my friend. Well, you know what? And there's so much power in doing those walks and just, I get so much from when I'm just walking in nature and just kind of thinking, it's amazing. It's like we open the space for us to hear and understand. So it's kind of cool. That's that's awesome. It's funny. I went back home and it took seven minutes to type it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So uh, shout outs? Shout outs. I was playing around and we've, talked a little bit about the limitations of the of the platform in terms of stats i love the platform but uh so i'm going to call out the six countries which massively support this podcast and i know within a couple days of dropping the next episode that i'm going to see these 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 folks yeah yeah, yeah so uh canada of course right strong strong support yeah the u.s also very strong support nice New Zealand, Germany, Belgium, and Singapore. Really? Isn't that, uh, that's so cool. 
Thank you for your support, folks. Thank it's you. awesome. That is so awesome. We really appreciate it. Nice spread too, right? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, and again, good. it goes to show that wherever you are in the world, you're dealing with these things. You're 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 working through it. So we've all got problems and missteps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. All right. Listen, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.